to NURFM. We're talking travel. And today, Barry Warwick, we're heading off to a place that, well, it's a bit frontier land. I think it's got that kind of feeling in my mind and uh, also a fair amount of association with uh, gold. That's, that's right, Jane. I thought we'd take you to the great wilderness areas of the Yukon. Now, the Yukon is the same size or a similar size to the Korean Peninsula. It's mm, quite big uh, then. Yeah. So it's a reasonably large area and just think Seoul has, I think, off the top of my head, 10 million people. The Yukon in the whole of that area has 35,000 people. Oh, so it's not very populated. It sounds a bit remote. <laughs> Whereabouts is it exactly? Well, Jane, it's next door to Alaska so, uh, you, and it's on the British Columbia. So you... Just go head north towards the Arctic, I guess, is the best. And you can actually drive from uh, Alaska around to Whitehorse. Whitehorse is the main town in the Yukon, and it's got about 25,000 people. So that's almost all the people in the Yukon. Yeah, that's that's right. There's only 10,000 that are scattered and, and they've got another city, Dawson City. So um, the Klondike's there. It, it's all associated with the, um, the gold, uh, I suppose, is its history. But now it's got gold of a different type in terms that it's got – Excellent sightseeing. It's where you would go into that area if you wanted to see bears, and of course, this is a that would be a summer activity. And you sort of tend to think, oh yes, the the only time that you could go there is between um, June through to September. But hmm. another really great time to go there is in the winter. Right. Do you so, need to be a skiing aficionado to go there? Um, look, the the things that you can do, well, not a skiing uh, mm-hmm. person as such, but just a little bit of adventure. And I guess the greatest thing it would be the Northern Lights. And there's a, the, most people would fly into Whitehorse and um, see the, the Northern Lights from there. Uh, they call you up in the middle of the night or when they're active and wake you up and you go to a viewing platform. But there are some places outside of Whitehorse where it's open or it's open all year where you can actually get a better view of the northern lights. So I suppose you get away from city lights and that makes it a lot easier. You get away from the city lights and basically what you do is you get woken up just the same as you would in Dawson City, but then you just go to the viewing platform in your room or to have a look at the light. So you don't really have to go a long way to have a a look at them. So they're almost guaranteed, I suppose, the Northern Lights. Well... Perhaps not every day. Perhaps not every day, but the the main season's mid-December through to Mm mid-April, where you've got a pretty good chance of seeing them on a nightly basis. Mm. And it's just something that's a little bit different. Now, you think, well, I'm just going there for the Northern Lights. Is that all there is to do there? 
but no, oh, there's, there's a lot more that you can do. And there's, uh, you can do tours with uh, snowmobiles. So that's something that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, you can go out snow, uh, with snowshoes, uh, trekking across the landscape. That's actually quite a lot of fun too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds a little bit too uh, <laughs> energetic for me, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing. And... You can also do dog sleds. So there, there are all these different tours that you can actually do at that time of the year. And there is the, uh, the Dempster Highway, which uh, travels through the Yukon, and it's open all year round. So it is possible to get from point A to point B so that you can you know, partake in these activities. Sounds great. Um, so not only summer but also winter... Yeah, winter, when you really don't think that there would be anything to do and see. Uh, And it's just, I mean, we don't see the snow and it's just a different type of holiday where it's really, uh, it would be really fantastic for us who swelter in that December time. That's very true for a cool change ahead for the Yukon. <laughs> Sounds great. We love to talk travel on a Friday on 2NURFM. Barry Warwick, we've just been really enjoying some of the delights of the Yukon. And while we're over there, because it is a fair distance to travel, is there something else we can do? That's Well, Jane, the gateway to get in there is obviously Vancouver. So you've got a 14-hour flight from Sydney through to Vancouver then if you're there in the winter or more uh, appropriately in around Christmas, you get to see all the Christmas lights that uh, Vancouver has to offer. You could then also take in Victoria and then go up to the Yukon. So it gives you a really good uh, spectrum of, of sightseeing and just something that's a little bit different for us. And look, in Vancouver, you've got uh, festive lights at Grouse Mountain, which is, uh, you know, uh, one of the the famous areas of Vancouver or within 30 minutes of Vancouver. Uh, You've got the Vancouver Christmas markets as well. And you've also um, got the Bouchard Gardens across on Victoria Street. or in, on Vancouver Island, which is about an hour out of Victoria, the, the main city. So there are lots of things to really bring home that Christmas spirit. So the Butchart Gardens would still be good around in the wintertime there too, would they? Um, the Butchart Gardens, well, they're, they're not going to be as spectacular, but they, they'll still be open and well worth seeing. And just the layout and... Uh, the different areas of it and obviously it's not going to be very busy with with tourists at that time so it's just nice to wander through and see the landscapes that are that are there. I dare say they'd have some Christmas um, lights perhaps they they definitely do have Christmas lights and look uh, a suggested tour would be to um, go across to Victoria uh, do a bit of whale watching um, and then have a look uh, at the Buchak Gardens and some of the forest areas, uh, which are evergreen, so they're still going to be... They'll, they'll just be 
trees and you may have the advantage of having snow on them. Uh, then you could then fly, go back to Vancouver, fly up to Whitehorse, do the northern lights, do the dog sledding, snowmobiles, and then... Just enjoy the snow. Just enjoy the snow generally. Then come back to Vancouver, and if you're a skier, you've got a ski resort of Whistler, which is around about an hour out of the town. So, again, you've got around Christmas, you've got Christmas lights and... It really looking quite uh, spectacular, but you've got the advantage of, of just the atmosphere of the ski resort. Even if you're not a skier, it can be fun just watching the crowds and being in the snow. And even when it's dark, I hear, in the winter, it's there's a kind of blue light. There's a bit of light somehow that gets reflected off the snow. Uh, yeah. So it's not totally pitch black. It's No, it, it's... Um, well, I guess too. They're, they're dusk in the tropics. You don't get any dust. So, um, in the winter, you get that longer dust, which would also help with that light refre- reflection. But you're still going to get around about four or five hours of, of daylight up yes. in that uh, up around Whitehorse, and uh, a little bit more down in um, in Vancouver. So. It's it's just something that's a little bit different. And plenty and of variety, it seems. Pl- plenty of variety. And, of course, with the lights at night, uh, they look more spectacular because you've got longer to enjoy them. <laughs> Very true. <So laughs> a lovely trip to the Yukon and the surrounds. We're talking travel on 2NURFM. Always good fun. And Barry Warwick, what's around at the moment in the hot deals department in the current travel marketplace? Look, Jane, there's there's a lot of things that are happening at the moment and um, I thought I'd start off with Vietnam. You know, it's got the UNESCO World Heritage Sites, including Halong Bay and uh, the ancient town of Hoi An. It's got imperial tombs and the Kuchi Tunnel. So it's a great place to visit. And for under 4,600, uh, there's an 18-day tour that's going there. So it's well worth looking at. Now, if you're a solo traveller, for a similar price, you can get a 13-day tour, which only has solo travellers on it. So, Might again, make some new friends. <laughs> you, it's an opportunity to make new friends. And sometimes when people travel solo, they feel a little bit out because there's other couples on this tour. Everyone's... You'd be right amongst it. Oh, so yeah, exactly. Sounds good. It's an excellent one. Now, the Pacific's always really good, and one of my favourite destinations there is Vanuatu. Uh, and there's some specials on at the moment which give you uh, seven nights accommodation, reef explorer, you get a bottle of wine and nibbles, buffet breakfast for two, Wi-Fi up to 500 MB, be a, uh, per room per day, uh, use of snorkeling equipments, and uh, they all s- that that um, starts from one thousand five hundred odd, you know, around that level. So it's a really good deal if you're you're looking for just a quick escape, but with lots of things packed into it. Uh, 
cruising is always popular. So we've got Hong Kong and Singapore. This is just a cruise between the, the two of them. Uh, you get two nights at a hotel in Hong Kong. Uh, you seven nights on a cruise, which obviously includes all your meals and uh, onboard activities, port charges and prepaid gratuities. That's starting for under $1,500. Of course, you've got to add on your airfare, but Mm -hmm. again, excellent value. Um, I just thought I'd also mention that early birds are for some European tour companies are finishing on the 30th of November. So if you're thinking of going to Europe, it might be a good idea to see if they fit or mesh with what you want to do. Um, Today, there's been some uh, savings on ski holidays uh, where you save up to 40%, but they finish today. So uh, um, if you're a skier, (laughs) that's it. Um, And look, then I thought I'd just uh, finish off with... um, not not so much as special, but uh, Japan's always one of those really interesting uh, countries and uh, there's a 14-day tour there where you travel by coach on local trains uh, and get out into the countryside, uh, visit Hiroshima with uh, and the, uh, you know, the site of the atomic bomb. But the twist there is that it's great in March, April because of the cherry blossoms. So if you're looking, that's a really busy time in Japan. Uh, so if you're thinking of going and seeing the cherry blossoms, it might be wise to get in there Think and ahead. start booking mm, now. Sounds good. And uh, that's great. Always plenty of variety as usual. Uh, thank you, Barry Warwick. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.